Hello, this is Susan Marie and welcome to The Human Condition, a conversation with you based upon everyday observations that all of us experience made simple. You can catch these on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and by subscribing to my newsletter, suemarie.substack.com. Most things I speak of are linked for further study in the data section of the show. One aspect of the human condition includes emotionality, the observable behavioral and physiological component of emotion. And in episode 11, we talked about emotional intelligence with a quick self-check to see where you stand. Please do go check that out. But what comes along with emotional intelligence? I will tell you, effective communication. There are three main types of emotionality, positive, negative, and heightened. Positive is joy, gratitude, bliss, hope, and negative is anger, frustration, guilt, nervousness, and fear. Heightened emotionality means increased frequency and intensity of emotional experiences that are not typical. For example, a pleasant heightened emotion can be when regular physical touch becomes electric, and an unpleasant heightened emotionality can be feeling the pain of someone you care about and projecting that emotion. In regard to various kinds of emotions, these states affect the top 10 communication skills, which are emotional intelligence, clarity, friendliness, confidence, empathy, respect, listening, open-mindedness, tone of voice, and asking good questions. In addition to ways to communicate, there are types of communication such as verbal, nonverbal, written, and visualization, which brings me to effective communication. Effective communication is not just exchanging information. It's understanding the emotion and intention behind the information, as well as being able to clearly convey a message in a way that others feel heard and understood. And there are four skills associated with practicing effective communication. Engaged listening, nonverbal communication, managing stress in the moment, and asserting yourself in a respectful way. So what is stopping all of us from communicating effectively? Well, four main barriers, stress, lack of focus, and negative and inconsistent body language. When you're stressed or emotionally overwhelmed, you're likely to misread others, send confusing nonverbal signals, and lapse into knee-jerk patterns of behavior. To avoid conflict and misunderstanding, you must learn how to calm down before continuing. A lack of focus can be due to multitasking like checking your phone, daydreaming, and passive listening, so avoid distraction. Inconsistent body language is when you say one thing, but your body says something else and the other person may think you are lying. For example, right now, try saying yes while shaking your head no. Lastly, negative body language is crossing your arms in disagreement, avoiding eye contact, tapping your feet. They may be conscious or subconscious. I mean, you don't have to agree or like what is being said. However, your body will tell on you even when you are silent, causing the other person to be on defense. This brings me to something that just occurred. A dear friend of mine I spent the afternoon with said they would contact me at a specific time later that day. They didn't. I contacted them and received no reply. I began to become concerned at first, which later, after an entire night, turned into annoyance, then into anger when I still received no reply. I thought, how dare they ignore me? Then I started to become self-sabotaging, thinking, what did I do or say for them to be so upset or to ignore me? Into the afternoon, I still heard nothing and tried to contact them again. I saw that my communication was clear, happy, going through, and still wondered what the heck was going on. And contacted them again in a stern, aggressive tone, vocalizing how upset I was for being disrespectful to me. 
When they finally reached me, they had a terrible family emergency that brought them to the hospital and it took their focus away from responding to anything that was non-emergent. They apologized and communicated to me they were sorry and explained the situation in detail. Everything was okay, but can you observe how both of us were poor communicators? My friend had an emergency that lasted more than 24 hours. At any point, resting, eating, visiting the lavatory, walking outside, any extra moment they had, which they did, they could have said, I'm fine, we'll call tomorrow, mom's sick, at the hospital. Or something like that. But they did not. They were silent, understandable, but poor communication. On my end, I assumed the worst and ended up telling myself stories that resulted in me becoming angry and judgmental without any information to justify my emotions. Also understandable, no one likes feeling ignored, especially when explicitly stated they were going to be in contact and were not. Both styles of communication send the wrong message, resulting in miscommunication, regardless of what did or did not occur. This is where understanding your style of communication is integral. There are simple ways to become an effective communicator. First, become an engaged listener, which is different than having the gift of hearing. When you're engaged, you understand the other person and they will feel validated, which builds a strong connection. Secondly, is keeping stress in check. For example, if a conversation gets heated or there's a misunderstanding, bring down the emotional intensity. This way you regulate your feelings and behave appropriately. Equally important is recognizing when you become stressed. Are your muscles or stomach tight, hands clenched, breath shallow? This is time when you practice the pause and reflect. Take a moment to calm down before replying. Next is bringing your senses to the rescue. For example, you could start chewing gum or put candy in your mouth, squeeze a stress ball, take deep breaths, clench and relax your muscles, or simply visualize something soothing. And seeing humor in everything is often tough, but works because humor relieves stress when communicating. You can try to lighten the mood by sharing a joke or something funny. The humor must be appropriate, though. You do not wish to start laughing when someone is visibly upset or you better start running. Other ways to be an effective communicator include willingness to compromise, asserting yourself, valuing yourself and your options, understanding your wants and needs, expressing negative thoughts in a positive way because it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to be cruel, learning to say no, and learning to receive feedback positively. In addition to effective communication, there are three ways to develop assertive communication techniques. Empathetic assertion conveys sensitivity to the other person. First, recognize the other person's situation or feelings. Then state your needs or opinion. Like, I know you've been very busy at work, but I want you to make time for us as well. Two, escalating assertion can be employed when your first attempts are not successful. You become increasingly firm as time progresses, which may include outlining consequences if your needs are not met. Empathetic assertion. It conveys sensitivity to the other person. First, you must recognize the other person's situation or feelings, then state your needs or opinion, such as, I know you've been very busy, but please make time to respond back. Two is escalating assertion, which can be employed when your first attempts are not successful. You become increasingly firm as time progresses, which may include outlining consequences if your needs are not met. For example, if you do not reply to me, it's going to upset me and I'm not going to communicate with you anymore. Lastly, practice assertiveness in low-risk situations to help build up your confidence. You can ask friends or family to practice with them. And all of these practices lend to emotionality and effective and healthy communication. 
I took a communication skills test. And please take a moment to take this with me. It's linked in the show. It's simple. It's a click the dot, maybe 10 questions online and gives you a lot of data regarding the way you communicate, what it means and how to improve your communication style. My result made me grin because it is truly accurate and anyone that has ever communicated with me will most likely smile over my results. I received a score of 47. I was shocked. I think I am an excellent communicator. However, this simple test goes far beyond that. My scores revealed that I'm a capable communicator but sometimes experience communication problems. I must take the time to think about my approach to communication and focus on receiving messages effectively as much as sending them. And this part is truly me. It stated, do not waste time conveying information that isn't necessary and don't waste the listener or reader's time either. You keep talking or writing because you think that by saying more than you need to, you cover all points, but sometimes that confuses people. When I know what I want to say, decide exactly how I say it and send messages that are clear and concise. That is absolutely not what I do. I do the exact opposite. I'm clear and concise, but you have to wade through like three paragraphs to find out the one exact point that I'm trying to make. I do need to reel my thoughts in a little better. So this test was really, really helpful. Lastly, and equally true to how I communicate, it's stated to choose the best communication channel meaning phone, email, texting, audio, video, face-to-face, -to, -face, to be most efficient and to be a great communicator, to step back, let the other person talk and listen. And lastly, I need feedback because without it, I can't be sure that people have understood my message. This test was extremely accurate. It blew my mind. Please go take it. That literally described how I communicate. As Dostoevsky once stated, much unhappiness has come into the world because of bewilderment and things left unsaid. Please join me next week for more interesting conversation and check out last week's episode on the human spirit, soul, and mental health.